theyeshiva.net. So we're beginning our fourth shear in this Maimer of Echaltzu that we began last week. We're holding Oizvav, chapter 6. It's page Reish Chavtes, right? Reish Chavtes. The main point we learned in last year was there's two types of Ischalkos. Ischalkos means dividing. One is a Ischalkos. When you dissect, when you granularly divide, it creates period separation. And there's another type of Ischalkos, granular division, that creates actually much more unity. When you break something apart, when you dissect it, when you uh, identify the different parts, does it create separation or does it create unity? <laughs> you would think, of course, it creates separation. Before that, everything was a mishmash, a chalant, it was a good, a good one, and now suddenly you broke it, you broke it into parts. That's what his chalkus means. Lechalek. He says, the truth is, it's the other way around. If essentially you're talking about two separate things, so it's taka two separate things, so when you identify the parts, you're going to identify that it's two separate things, maybe even opposite. But if it's really one, so then identifying the parts only allows each part to be able to function in a much more authentic way and to understand its its part and its space, so it creates much more unity, less confusion, more unity, more cohesiveness, less competition. It's true in learning, as I spoke last time, and it's, he's going to say it soon, and it's also true in all aspects, in all relationships, in all connections. That was the main point. So now explains it a little more. Dehine. Becholda, why why is it that way? The hine bechol davar, yeshboi behelim davar vehefuche. Everything is filled with paradoxes. There's nothing in the world that's not filled with paradoxes. Everything has, in one form or another, something of its opposite as well. That's what it is. Davar vehefuche. Something vehefuche is in its opposite. In the faculties of the soul also, it's all interconnected. So in each of the koiches, you have integrated also the opposite faculties. Because essentially, there's something called the atzmos, the core of the soul, it's even deeper than the koiches. You have the faculties of the soul, the way they're manifested in the body. You have what's called koiches atzmim. Those are the innate faculties, the way the neshama has them in its own purity. And then you have the core, which is even beyond faculties. And over there, everything is integrated. The core of the soul, which is even beyond its innate faculties, includes all of the koiches, 
all of the dimensions, all of the aspects of the soul. And over there, they're all, his scholars, they're all integrated. There's no individual, there's no individual compartmentalization. You have koiches ha'atzmim is the way each koyach is in its core, where it's not yet identified, but it still can be defined as a koyach. And then you have the atzmus itself, the core itself, which is even beyond it, but it contains everything, because everything comes from it. In the core, in the etzim of the nefesh, you have all of the kaiches, which potentially all come from there, but over there they're completely one. Just like in the source of everything. We live in a world of diversity, but if you trace back the diversity, it all comes from one core, from one atmos, from one, one essence. And therefore, there's ultimately achdos in the world. Even the way the kaiches come out individually, each kayach, each faculty has also the opposite one. Because ultimately, they all come from one core, and over there, it's all one klal, it's all integrated. Just like you have in a family. When you look at children, they grow up, it's brothers, sisters, they can be in different worlds, geographically, spiritually, conceptually. You know, you look at your brother, your sister, sometimes even in not such a geschmacka way. If you go back to the source, right, when they were all babies, <laughs> they were all running around the same kitchen. So over there you see more, you trace it back to Achtos. On a deeper level, comes from the same mother, the same father, <clears throat> You know, sometimes when the mother looks at them, all she sees is, she sees one unit. And the more it goes away from the source, the more diversified it becomes. It says in Medrash Rabbin, when Yaakov went out to Esau, when he ran away to Esau, so he had the famous dream. So it says, he went to sleep. He took the stones. And later it says, when he woke up, he took the stone. So Chazal say, famously, Rashi says, that the stones got into a fight. Who should get the head? And fi- finally, Hashem turned it into one stone. So the Medrash says a very interesting thing, that it was 12 stones, and it was Kenegadi at Beis Shvatim, and they all got into a fight. <laughs> Who's going to get the head? It wasn't stop rocks fighting. It says there was 12 stones, and Yaakov is going to have 12 sons, Reuven, all the way to Binyamin. So the question is, who's going to get the head? <laughs> So Hashem said, it's not going to work this way. You're going to have to learn to become one. Right? Svasemes, on Parshat Vayetzi, has a very beautiful stickle on this. You can, before Yaakov goes out to go build a family, you're going to have to go out with a certain conception. So, so, so which word? But it's, tw- it's 12. So there's different ways you could look at the reality. If you go back all the way to the Atzmos, to the core, to the source, everything is there. But it's not there in a compartmentalized way. It's there completely as one. Everything comes from Achtosapshuta. And then, through the evolution of reality from the spiritual to the physical, as we spoke many times, it's called the Shtalshalus, you ultimately have 
the unique chemistry of everything. So there's different layers in which you can view reality. But he says, because ultimately when you come to the source, everything is there. So even the way everything comes out individually, the way it's individuated, it has everything else inside. The question is if it's Begilu or Behelem. There's nothing that doesn't have also from the opposite, from the opposite dimension. Because ultimately, it all comes back to one. So that means even when we're individuated, everything still has also from the called from the opposite. And that's why paradox is essential to reality. It's not, uh, it's not a mistake. Every, every, in every Nekudah, there's different dimensions, different Koyaches, and sometimes paradoxes. That's what he says. This is true in the faculties of the soul. So you could look at it as very conflicting. It's very conflicting. Like, you just want to be monolithic. You just want to be one-dimensional. But one-dimensional doesn't capture reality. Because ultimately, the opposite is also part of reality. So it's part of your reality too. We're not one-dimensional. There's this aspect, and within it, there could be an opposite aspect. The question is, what's more revealed, what's more accentuated, what's more concealed? But in every Indian, he says, it's true in the faculties of the soul, meaning in a human being's personality. One koyach has within it also the opposite. (laughs) One personality trait also has within it the opposite trait. And it's also going to come out once in a while. And it doesn't mean you're crazy. It doesn't mean b'stamashugana. It doesn't mean you're completely dichotomized. It means... You're rooted in a source that has everything. So therefore, there's no such a thing, I'm only this and only that. Everyone is a mashpia and everyone is a makabal. All the kaychas exist in every nekodah. The question is, obviously, what's revealed and what's concealed? Because we know we live in a world of atmos, of undifferentiation. We live in a world of differentiation. We need both. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. You can only put on tefillin on your left hand. <laughs> you can't say, I don't need a left hand. Yatkeya, it's weak, it's nothing, it's worthless. It's a tragedy if somebody is missing, right? The person needs both hands. That's from the Carol Jung. Yeah. So, okay, you're a righty, I'm a lefty, okay? <laughs> Spiritually also you have, there's a bal chesed and there's a bal gvura. So you're not going to say, we're going to amputate this side. The question is, what's more accentuated, right? Like a right hand or left hand, but 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 the nekuda is there of everything. And he says an interesting: It's not just in the nefesh you say in the soul; it's in everything in the world. In water, which water and fire are considered the two opposites, you know, water and fire can't coexist. But the emes is. Behelem concealed in the water, you also have from the element of fire. And in fire, there's also from the element of water. Because it, we're living in a world of differentiation, the Mayim and the Esh are articulate. We're not talking about the way it is in the Atzmus before it comes out. So therefore, it's Behelem, it's concealed. In a manifested way, the water says, sorry, don't bring in fire here. I can't connect it. If you want me to be, the fire is going to evaporate the water, or the water is going to extinguish the fire. The water can't connect to fire, and the fire can't connect to the water. 
Because the way it comes out in existence, in physical chemistry, the element of fire and water is very concealed. <laughs> Even for itself, it's not recognizable. <laughs> because the way it comes out, it's mayim, it's water, it's not fire. Even though we're saying that water has within it the, compo- the component of fire. <laughs> Just like it's true, the mayim has ash, the same is true, the ash has mayim. Omnum <laughs> What he's saying is, when one recognizes this, that within me, there's also a paradoxical component, so there can always be achtos. Why? When you break it apart, and you reveal the paradoxical element inside of you, so then that element doesn't contradict you, ultimately you realize it's also part of you. And therefore, by breaking it apart and identifying it, you can unify all of the various parts inside of you, because you realize it's all inside. So it's dafka. When it's concealed, it remains concealed. You don't even identify it. When you identify it, and you understand that everything also has a kayach hafchi in it. So then on the contrary, that's what it says in Sefi Yitzida, that Hashem took fire out of water and water out of fire. Because they're really connected. <clears throat> so then they, 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 can, they, can actually, they can actually connect. And you realize that you're not as paradoxical as you thought you were. The water gets a little weaker, the fire gets a little weaker, meaning you create space for the other one as well. So by division, by compartmentalization, by, by, by breaking it apart, by identifying the parts, so what happens is they can actually connect in a much more, in a much more uh, meaningful way. So this type of ischalkos is a reason it, it causes more hiskalos, it causes more integration, it causes more unity. For example, stars and planets, all the stars and all the planets, prove that there's a, a circular relationship between fire and water. You can't have one without the other. All the stars and the planets show it. <clears throat> I think in the, oh, you came in the right time, I think in physics it's called, because space is, it's called pi. Hydrogen, when it's burnt, produces water. Amos? <laughs> Our physicist came in the right time. So you'll explain it scientifically, but hydrogen, when it's burnt, produces water. I'm just applying uh, some English words to it. I don't know if... Huh? Yeah, you could see it. I mean, with the right tools, with the right instruments. The point is, it's not just, not just abstract things. Yeah, it, there's, there's a deep connection between them. Even though at the surface level, it's or your fire or your water. And the same is true emotionally. The same is true. The same is true in the nefesh. 
It's true psychologically as well. So if one thing would really be detached from everything else, so you would say his chalkos just creates separation. But because you're filled with internal dimensions of paradoxes, so when you identify each part, on the contrary, they can learn to live together. Because I need to create space for you, because part of me is you, and part of you is me. So cutting it off is not making more peace. (laughs) It's making less peace, because you are full of paradoxes. Identifying the parts allows you actually to get along with yourself. You know, when you think you have only one part, it's, 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 it's very fundamental in understanding of Avedis Hashem. When you think, it's called the mono-brain idea, when you think you have one brain, one part, right? So you constantly get frustrated with yourself. Because if this is who I am, why am I something else? Why eight in the morning with my brain here and nine in the morning there? Why this? Why that? Why that? You get very frustrated with yourself. When you realize, sorry to break the news, you're not made of one part. <laughs> Even one part is not made of one part. There's a lot, a lot of different parts to the brain. And we operate in different places on different levels. Ultimately, it's all one. Ultimate, but the oneness is not based on it looks one way. <laughs> doesn't look one way. There's Aish and there's Mayim. It's also one. The way it comes out, it assumes different dimensions, different identities. So then on the contrary, breaking it down and identifying those different parts creates much more appreciation. It creates much more tolerance. It creates much more unity. You don't have to amputate and get angry and frustrated and cut off any, any of your parts. But if I'm supposed to be one... So then I'm full of paradoxes and it can drive you crazy. And then you're very, you have to say, you're a loser, you're immoral, you're a horrible person. What's wrong with you? You're sick or you're promiscuous or you're evil, right? But if you can understand that it's not, that's not, that's a very uh, superficial way of looking at it. So the hischalkos creates much more achtos in a person. You understand what I'm saying? You identify, fakert. Yes, this part is playing a different role. It's playing a different role. It's like in a family, right? Each child brings out the parents in a different way. <laughs> right? Don't get upset. <laughs> They're telling you who you are. Chani does it her way. Dvaidala does it in an original way. And Moshele, he's the real original. But they're just telling you what's going on. They're not, uh, they're not, being, they're not changing my sebedacious. They're just... Each child brings out a different part of the parents. But by you, it was subconscious. You never dealt with it. And now your children are picking up a mirror and saying, Here, Tati, let me show you who you are. Let me show you. Each one brings out another Nakuda. Of course, in the positive. They bring out how beautiful the parents are. At least for many of us. So you're going to say, let's just all be one. Let everybody in the family be one. It's a fake achdus. Let everything look the same. It, it's not real. The hischalkos brings out the truth. There's different parts, and the parts are connected. You understand? The ish is real only when it understands that there's mayim inside, and the mayim is real only when it understands this ish inside, because ultimately everything comes from one space. 
when, by remembering all the parts, you could find a much deeper level of unity. It's, 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 it's not skin deep. It's not superficial. You know, you glaze over the differences. Think in a relationship, and a marriage is always a very good example. Right? The Nitziv says, the Nitziv, Reb Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, the Roshiva Valajan, in his Chumash, he has a Pirush called Hamek Dover and Harchev Dover. So on the Pasik, Loi Toive Yesa Adam Levada, Eseloi Ezek Negdoi, it's not good for Adam to be alone. I'm going to create a help against him. So Chazal struggle. If she's a help, she's not against you. If she's against you, she's not a help, right? Ezek and Rashi asks a question. So he says, he says it's Kipshutai. It's actually the Alter Rebbe says it in Torah Eir Al Pichsidus, but the Nitziv says it Pashtip Shat. He says Eseloi Ezer. Sometimes the greatest help you get from somebody is Kenegdoi when they disagree with you. This is that's why it's a mitzvah essay in When I say this to the women, I say it doesn't mean it's a mitzvah essay in that you have to disagree with your husband, <clears throat> but it means that it's a fact of life. In other words, when someone disagrees, somebody is Kenegdoi. Does it get me meshugah? Does it get me angry? Or does it help me? Depends how you look at it, right? Now, again, I know that sometimes when, when the couples are just always disagreeing, then it's something else. Then there's a lack of trust. Whatever you say, I have to say, so we have to work on it. But the point is that in life, the greatest help you don't get from, from what they call yes-sayers, Right? If you're in a company with people and you want to really grow, if everyone just says, yeah, 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 they want, they want to flatter you, maybe. They want to make you feel good. But growth comes from the Kenegdai. There's a beautiful... Rabbi Yosef Shol Natanzan was the Rav of Lvov, Lemberg. It was from the Gdoli Hapoiskim in his generation. 19th century. So he has a famous Seifish house, it's called Shoyal Meshev. But he also has a less famous commentary on Gemara. It's called Divrei Shol. His name was Rabbi Yosef Shol. Huh? On Chumash yeah. Divrei Shol. So Mesechta Edevin, the Gemara says, Mesechta Edevin daf Yud Gimel. The Gemara says that, uh, that um, a very famous Gemara about Beishamai and Basilo. That really Beishamai was sharper than Basilo. Mechadadit so why is the halacha like Basilo? The halacha should be like Beishamai. Beishamai was, was sharper. So the Gemara says, Beishilo was much more relaxed and much more delicate and more sensitive and more um, aluvin. They were more sensitive, huh? humble. Whenever they quoted the opinions, they always quoted their opponents before their own opinion. They always first said what Beishamai said, and then they said, we disagree. And people don't realize that the Mishnayis was edited by the Behuda Hanasi, who was a grandson, a great-great-grandson of Hillel Azakin. So he actually, he followed the school of Hillel. So when he edits the Mishnah, when there's a Machlaikas, who should he quote first? L'chayda Hizayda. He should always say, Divrei Beis Hillel. Beishamai, but you'll never see, I don't think there's one Mishnah where Beis Hillel is before Beishamai. Always first, but why Beishamai always come first? It's interesting. This was their seder. So the Rabbi Yosef Shalom says, I don't understand. It's all nice. So you could say, if you want to make a shidduch, go to Basilo. If you want to do business, if you want to sit with, with, with nice people, go to Basilo. When it comes to halacha, it's about sharpness. I don't understand. The Gemara is saying Basilo was nice. 
they were humble, they used to, they, they used to let Beishamai speak first, beautiful. So, wh- why is that halacha like that? So the Shail HaMeshav says, no, no, this is about intellectual, intellectual clarity. He says, whenever you have an opinion, if you first did not consider all the opinions that oppose your opinion, then your opinion by definition is superficial. It's like I have an opinion because this is how I grew up. So I was indoctrinated this way. Only when you can give preference and first listen to every, everyone and everybody who disagrees with me. Now, now I'm challenged to crystallize my opinion. So why do I disagree? So this challenges you to go much deeper. And you always have to ask yourself, is my opinion developed because I never had any other opinion? <laughs> or it's actually a thought-out perspective. So only because they were maktim divrei beishamai, so their opinion came after working through all of the angles and saying, still we disagree. So that's why Allah is like Bissal. It's much more refined. It's like we learned about the water under the water that comes out from under the earth. It has to fight its way through the veins of the earth and come out. Ah, it's fresh. It's geschmack. So it's getracht. It's gehalten. In Yiddish, it's called gruntik. It's a gruntik. It's thorough. It's it's consolidated. It's foundational. So it's worked through. The my love Yisrael, right? Ata yadati. That's what the, that's what he explains about the but, but so what's the nikkud? So in relation Sometimes the greatest azer is am I just stuck in my own little orbit at and it never ends, or there's a kenegdoi. Kenegdoi means there's another person, there's another perspective, there's this broader horizon, another way of looking at it. So I can get very angry. But if I get very angry, what does it really mean? It means not that I'm unified. I'm not unified because I'm not making peace with all the parts in myself. The kinegda, he says, is bringing out what's inside of you. But for this, you have to be able to have a larger vision of yourself. So if you say that it can't be any other way. It has to be kinegda. Water is H2O. Right? H2O. Two atoms of hydrogen. And they have the hydrogen bomb, which is fire. <laughs> huh? You have to go to a deeper space in chemistry, physics. And then he it says, in Sefi it says, he took fire out of water, he took water out of fire. Today in physics, we see it. Literally from water, hydrogen, fire. That's one example. There's probably more. I'm not... Uh, huh? You're saying there's many examples. Zion. The same is true when it comes to Chachma. Wisdom, it's also all about Eschalkos. Understanding something, like he said earlier, means you know how to break something apart. It's about taking an idea and really breaking it apart, really categorizing it, defining it, and, and dissecting every part. The moment you have an idea, in the beginning of its revelation in the conscious, what's called Chachmeh, the epiphany, the blitz, the light bulb, it's always on a Kudah Klolis. It's a very general, it's called seminal, it's a seminal point. It's a general Nekudah without details. When you have a, have a new idea that comes in, it never comes 
packaged in details. It's like uh, some 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 awareness, some blitz, some light bulb goes off. It's always a cloud. And therefore, in that stage, it's going to be opposing another idea which seems opposite. Because whenever something is only ba'ifin klali, not ba'ifin prati, so you would think there's more achdos. He says, but it's really the other way around, because at the surface, its idea is opposite than another idea. The power of seichel is to take a muskel. Muskel means an idea. And to break it apart, first of all, into many details. So you would think, oh, you're creating machloikas. <laughs> too many pratim, too many details. No, sheboi gam bekamadvadim hafchim omenagdim. And over there, whenever you have an idea and you flesh it out, you're going to say, one second. But this is opposite. You're always going to have that. And every full-fledged idea, there's going to be paradoxical details. Commission is boyalel, shemitzad ha'atzmus yesh bechol dover iskalu seifuchai. Because when you go back to the core and everything, you're going to have opposite dimensions as well. There's no real idea that doesn't have in it opposite dimensions, opposite and different and diverse and paradoxical themes. And therefore, when you break it apart into the pratim, into the details, you're going to see that every idea comes in different tenuas. Different tenuas means there's different movements, different motions, different dimensions. But each one has its its reasoning, its svara. Or sometimes the same idea demands this nekuda, and it demands also an opposite nekuda. So when you break it apart, suddenly instead of being opposition to oppositional to each other, they're actually each one has its role, its unique component. And then the idea can be grasped purely and clarity because you grasp it from every angle, from every side, including the paradoxes. And then you'll see that all the pieces get along with each other. It connects with all the aspects of the idea. They're not suddenly paradoxical in the sense that they're conflicting with each other. On the contrary, like in a jigsaw puzzle, they all create part of that puzzle even though the pieces are so different. Or the song, you have so many different notes and paradoxical notes. But the real musician, right, it's all part of one niggin. You know, but you're going up, you're going down, you're depressed, you're happy. Huh? <laughs> Far too many notes. <laughs> they say that, <laughs> that Mozart once did a symphony and uh, the emperor of Austria was there. His name was Joseph, Emperor Joseph II. So he didn't have a hush in music. He was a little tone deaf. So you... When tone deaf people come to symphonies, they usually do what Jews do during sermons. Mishloft. You know, the long symphonies, Mozart symphonies. So they say that when he finished, Mozart went over, so the emperor says, you were very good, but too many notes. <laughs> too many notes. <laughs> right? The drushes give good, but too lying. So they say, he told him, your majesty, which one do you suppose I cut? <laughs> which one do you suppose I cut? Yeah. 
So you say, a niggin is one note. A niggin with one note, what does it sound like? Ooh, C, C. Ooh. You're shofar. <laughs> and even a shofar is a shvada metatrua. So the, the, the paradoxes, on the contrary, when you break, when you, when you bring out the symphony, it has all these, these pratim. And sometimes they're hafchim. But it turns into one niggin. The same is true in life. Ashira Lashem Bechayoi. I sing to Hashem in my life. So one of the explanations is not just I sing during my life. Ashira Lashem Bechayoi. Right? My very life is Ashira. With my life I sing. This, the life is the song. Ashira Lashem Bechayoi. With my life. So there's Ashira. And Ashira has a lot of different, diverse pratim. And sometimes they're opposites. But they're not now conflicting with each other in a negative sense. On the contrary, they enrich it, they enlarge it. And the same is true in a real idea in Seichel. So as long as you don't break it apart, you won't find the achdos. You're going to see paradoxes. When you break it apart, you see, no, 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 it's exactly supposed to be this way. The Rebbe Rashab had a contemporary, Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, Reb Chaim Brisker. So you see in his Sefer, Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi Al Rambam, right? This was always his method. He'll bring a stida between two Rambams. And how could the Rambam contradict himself? So you see clearly a clear contradiction. Here he says this, and a Pedic later, a few Prokham later, says the opposite Allah Mamash. So what happened? He forgot what he wrote two chapters ago. Mamash is And then what he'll say, you're looking at it superficially. Yes, there's a stida. We have to break it apart. Why do you want to break it apart? What, we're going to make more machloikas? No, break it apart. Break it apart. Dissect it. And he'll dissect it, literally dissect and dissect and dissect. More and more and more. And break it apart and compartmentalize and categorize. And then suddenly, oh, das is adin and the gavra. Das is adin and the chefza. And hakalah makamayavavashalam. Of course you have to have a contradiction. It's a whole different aspect than halacha. So the Ischalkos creates Achtos. It doesn't create, uh, doesn't create Pidut. That's the Nechud. V'akoyach hazeh b'moichin l'chalakol davalidi b'chalakim b'yifun sheisachtov yisachabru yachad kamahofchim. This ability in moichin to really take something apart. And in learning, sometimes this is missing. You know, sometimes people learn. It's not easy to learn Mishnah. It's not easy to learn Gemara. It's a hard limud. Right? You have to be able to take it apart. The worst thing in learning is Milan, Milan, it's like it flows. The Gemara, the Gemara, as the Gemara answers, the Raya, Raya, another Raya, another Raya, another answer. Whoa, 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 whoa. And you'll see the person, it looks like they have it. You ask two questions, completely confused. Because the way of learning is completely different. A person, yeah, you start off with a Nakuda, but then that Nakuda is usually full of mistakes, it's full of paradoxes. Only when you get into the Pratim, at the end, you can have a much a real achdos, <laughs> Because you identified all the conflicts, you identified all the contradictions, and you found a part for each of them. What's, what's true in learning is true in relationships. It's true in psychology. It's true in inner peace of mind. You don't have to be afraid of his chalkos when you're dealing with true reality. On the contrary. You don't have to be afraid... Of putting, of, 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 uh, taking it, taking it apart. On the contrary. 
You only have to be afraid of taking things apart when they're not really connected. <laughs> if, if, if it's fake, if, if we're really paradoxical, then as long as it's glazed over with superficial unity, you're happy because if you take it apart, suddenly you're going to realize we're, we, 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 we're really disconnected. But if it's all really part of one, he says, then you don't have to be afraid of Ischalkas. Faket, Ischalkas is the only path towards a deeper achtos. He says, this kayach in moichen, in, 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 in cognition, lechalek kol dover ledibri chalokim boifen, she yisachadu v'yisachadu yachad kamavchem zel mitzad habitl shabal. This is because it's all connected to the nekudah of bitl. What do we mean? Al-derech maimed azad, the Gemara says in Tainus, Reb Shimon ben Elazar said, la'olam ye'odam rach kekanava ye'koshekeres. A person should always be as soft as a reed and not as harsh and tough and stern as a cedar tree. The Gemara tells a whole story. You remember the Belazabit of Shimon and Tainas Davchav? He was coming back from the base Medrash. He was very happy and he was riding on his donkey and somebody told him, Shalom Aleichem, Mairi Virabi. And he looked at him and he said, I never saw such an ugly person like you. Is your whole city as ugly as you? Reka, you're an empty Kama Mechur Adam Zesi. He says, Why don't you go to the craftsman who made me? And tell him how ugly is this vessel that you created. How grotesque is this keli? So he asked the mechila, the whole story about the mechila that he asked him, and he was meichel him. And then Reb Shimon ben Elazar walked, Reb Elazar ben Shimon, sorry, Reb Elazar, the son of Reb Shimon, walked into the base medrash, and he said this line: Be as soft as a reed, and not as harsh as a cedar. What does that mean? So again, here you can misunderstand it. It's like the idea of bittel. You would say, be as soft as a reed, so let everybody step on you, and don't be, don't be stubborn, don't be kashikaras. So it sounds like, if you misunderstand the Gemara, that you should be like a, a pushover, <laughs> like a kone, you know. This one pushes me here, this one pushes me An eres, tzadik atama yifrech, ke'eres balavon and yizge. In Lebanon, the cedar trees are very, very big. They're very tall and they're very thick and they're very dense. They're not pushovers. What's the idea? He says, I'll explain. The Dover HaKosha, Mitzad HaAvius VaYetzus Shabay, Ain't by Netiyah L'Shum Tzad. Aval Dover HaRach, Mitzad HaRakus Shabay, Be'etzim Yochelintus L'Chol Tzad. When somebody puts themselves in a position that I am heavy, I'm stern, so because of its thickness and its yeshus, its sense of egotism, so to speak, it can't go in every direction. It can't. <laughs> this is where I'm stationed. This is where I'm staying. Psychologically, it represents a certain stubbornness which comes from the ultimate insecurity. A dover harach, something soft, it can go east, it can go west, it can go north, it can go south. So who's more powerful? <laughs> who's more powerful? The eras get stuck in its own mahalach. So as long as it's good, it's good. Like the Gemara over there explains, right? That the Erez, if there's a storm, if there's a tsunami, you uproot the Erez and it's done. Because I'm more powerful than you. But the Kana, it goes with the storm. You're going this way, I'll go this way. So at one, on one level, it looks like it's spineless, right? I just go in, but it's much deeper than that. It means I know how to weather storms because I'm not stuck in a particular place. In other words, I can go with the flow. I can experience whatever needs to be experienced at the moment. I could see things from different sides. I could look at things from different perspectives. Yochalintis l'chaltzad. And that's the idea. Somebody who could see things. I'm not stuck in Mizrach or Maid of Dara 
So you have a much larger scope. You have a bigger scope of things. Much more comprehensive. That's the idea. Why is it? Because of the softness. The softness represents a strength that in a way is deeper than the Eddas. Because something that is, 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 is more real with itself always is aware of paradoxes. And because I'm aware of my own paradoxes, I could deal with paradoxes outside of me. If you're not at peace with your own paradoxes, so you cut out part of you, so you cut out part of other people. But if you're at peace with your own paradoxes, you can embrace paradoxes around you. First taste. The same is true in Moichen. The idea of Moichen, Hashem's gift of understanding of Moichen, the worst thing about Seichel is stubbornness. There's an expression in Svarim of Musr, kol gay shoyte, gay as in Gimel Yud Aleph. Shevet Musr, others, kol gay shoyte. An arrogant person, gay as in gay Yud Aleph, Meloshin goe, goe, gaive. An arrogant person is a shaita. Why? Maybe I'm not a shaita. By definition. By definition. The greatest contradiction to true intellectual discovery is arrogance. The key for real truth is humility. Pliability. Flexibility. If a scientist comes into the lab, I once read an article by a Harvard professor. So he said, I <laughs> wasn't bad, he was honest about it. He says, I have to admit that I went into the, we, me and my colleagues went into the research of cosmology with the agenda of proving that there's no God. <laughs> I have to admit, <laughs> I went in with the agenda of proving that there's no God. Okay, no, so, and that's called science. The definition of seichel is bittel. What's bittel? Bittel is, I don't need the conclusion to be the way I want it to be. I'm looking for the truth. If you're looking for the truth, you're never stuck. And it's hard, it's not easy, because Bittel, like we spoke before, and he's going to explain, Bittel comes from a very deep openness to the fact that you're rooted in infinity, which is full of paradoxes. It contains everything. That's where Bittel comes from. So therefore, I'm not afraid of another opinion. I embrace it. Why do you embrace it? You embrace it because it's going to make you larger, not smaller. Why is it going to make you larger? Because you don't have to protect yourself in a hiding place. If I have to protect myself in a hiding place and I look out, is it safe, is it not safe? Right? Anything. You disagree with me, what do I hear? I hear a threat. So either I run or I knock you down. I'm talking emotionally, inside. But if you're rooted in ain't safe and infinity, <laughs> you, don't need, you don't have one stone, you can have all the stones. You're not in a hiding place. Huh? Apparently, Beis Hillel was really typhistus. So that's what Seichel is. Real Seichel is Bittel. Real Seichel is what? I'm just trying to be a conduit for truth. That's what real Seichel is. The definition of real Meichen is Bittel, complete humility. I want to be a conduit for the truth. So why are you afraid of different perspectives? On the contrary. So you're a reed. And therefore, a real, real nituach, a real, real operation, intellectual operation. What's a nituach? A nituach is called, they used to call it chachmas anituach, by anatomy, 
is called in Svarim Chachmas HaNituach. Nituach is to cut up, right? Huh? The surgery, which creates symmetry. Real symmetry only comes from differences, from diversity. You can't have symmetry without diversity. You can't have art without diversity, unless it's going to be one color. This is real unity. Real unity is not one aspect and that's it. It's when many, many diverse people and ideas and details come together in cahoots, and they work together to help each other to the point that you don't know where's the beginning and where's the end, because everyone is an essential component. You don't say, oh, you matter, you don't matter. The moment you have to say, you don't matter, it's not real achtos, it's fake achtos. Fake achtos is you amputate everything that doesn't fit into my picture. Why is that fake? It's fake because you're not even in touch with yourself, because you include that other side. You're not so small, you're bigger. Everything has a hafchi. So if you don't make peace with your own paradox, so you're amputating everybody else's. It's fakert. One inyan compels the other one. I need you. I, I can't be me without you. But that comes from a paradigm of bittel, of ein soifius, of, of infinity. And then you have real achtos, because there's no real opposites. When achtos is only based that everyone thinks the same, it's fake, because the moment I have a different opinion, boom, out. If everybody looks the same, and thinks the same, and does the same, and functions the same, and everything is the same, wow, it's beautiful, right? We're the most united existence in the world. The problem is, the moment my individuation comes out, what's going to happen? Oy, 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 no more actos. It's like the couple, the first disagreement, and there's rupture, and there's no relationship anymore. As long as we agree, good. The moment you disagree with me, you're out. So the actus is very, very superficial. What was the mistake of socialism, of communism, right? The Nitziv Takah says, Nobody's allowed, everything is one. <laughs> the problem is, everything is not one. What does it say on the dollar? Tribulus uh, unum. From many one. We live in a world of diversity. We don't have one bird. You have 10,000 species of birds. You don't have one mammal. You have 7,000 species of mammals. You don't have one insect. You have millions of species of insects and rodents. Right? Millions of species of fish. Ain't they say in Shabbos? You don't have one person. You don't have one person. Even one person is not one person. <laughs> Take an x-ray of your brain. But it's all one. How is it one? It's one because real actus is when all the diversity becomes one. That's, re- that's unity. That's real unity. It's not skin-deep unity. But this is hard. Isha sheruach boy. Yeah, what does Rashi say? Sheyocha laloich. He should tell everybody, well, I'm the leader, I'm the man, you agree with me, good. That's not a leader. A leader is 
I bring out the song in each person. And your song is different than my song because the symphony is diverse. Why does it have to be that way? Because ultimately, pre-creation, there was oneness. Creation is from one came many. And we create from many one. This is much deeper than the way the Hisachdos, the unity of the Kaychus of the Nefesh, when they're submerged in the subconscious. Very interesting. When something is in the subconscious, it's always unity. But he says the reason it's unity is because it's not identified. But the moment it's going to be identified... <laughs> Suddenly, oh, there's going to be a milchemet olamash lishit. So that's not real achdos. Real achdos is not when you hold back on the diversity. Everything is subconscious. The koiches, the way they're kolul and the etzem, so they don't come out with their individuation. It's nice. He says that's not real unity. Real unity is you come out in your full glory, and you come out in your full glory, and I come out of my full glory. And the diversity now contributes to each other, like the limbs of the body, like the organs in the body, like the cells in the body, like the neurons in the brain, like the notes in the song, like the different pratim of a seichel. You build a seichel, it's like a mansion. Every, every detail adds its own uniqueness. And yes, the paradoxes become part of the symmetry. Venimtza, but this, the yisoid is always two things. You have to know that you're really one, and you have to be able to operate from a place of bittel. So, faket, this type of ischalkos, breaking things apart, is not the opposite of unity. It creates real unity. Chazal say that no two opinions are alike. When it comes to Kedusha, that's a reason for unity. Kamesha is boy. Becomes a mile that diverse and paradoxical ideas join together. And that's the Pshat Echad. He said that Midyan, he started off in Sif Hey, that Midyan, it says in Kabbalah, is opposed in opposition to Chachma. Ay, Chachma is the beginning of Seichel, and Seichel is Ischalkos. Seichel is not infinity. Seichel is, like we learned in the previous year, it's all about dimensions, it's grasping, it's finite. Ideas need beginning, middles, and ends. So it's the opposite of Ein Seif, it's the opposite of Bittl. He says, no, because the Ischalkos of Chachma is one that's looking to create a deeper unity. Not a unity by divesting everything from its, from its Pratim, but by going into the Pratim, and showing how each one has its unique part to play in the cosmic symphony, its unique note in the divine symphony, and therefore, on the contrary, we really, we really help each other. It's true. Darizal says that when Mashiach comes, Allah is going to be like Beishama, right? So the Kairach, he also held Allah was Beishama. Beishama is a much higher standard. So when Mashiach comes, that standard will become halacha. But now the standard is Beis Hillel. Beis Hillel is a lower standard than Beis Shammai. It says in Zoya that Beis Shammai 
is always stringent, most cases stringent, Beisilil is lenient, because Beisilil's soul comes from Gvura. And Beisilil's soul came, soul came from Chesed. Gvura is a much higher standard. It's much more demanding, more exacting. Right? Like the famous Ma'achleikas and Ksuvis. Some people just learned it last week or two weeks ago that, uh, uh, no, a few days ago. Right? Beishamai says, Kala Kamashihi. Beishilil says, Kala Nova Chasuda. Beishamai accuses Beishilil of Midvar Shekatech. You're just saying nice things to everybody. You don't even mean it. That's an example, right? Beishamai wants whatever is on the Pnimius, that's what it is. So it's a, it's a much higher standard, Beishamai. But here we're just talking about the Nekudah of the Basilil creating space for Beishamai. So Beishamai understood, Basil understood Beishamai. And then Basilil. It's an interesting thing. There's a Rambam in Hilcha Sanhedrin. It's based on a Gemara that Sanhedrin, the Rambam says, Sanhedrin shapos chukulam lechoiva, poitrinoisimiyad. If somebody was tried by Bezdin and the whole Sanhedrin right away comes to a unanimous verdict that he's guilty, they let him go. So people, uh, the Maratzchia says that the Maskila make fun of this Gemara. It's like a joke, right? If the whole Supreme Court is Ba'achdus, yeah, for sure, for sure you kill him. Madach, the majority you follow, so if everybody. So the, 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 I think the Medrash Shmuel writes that the Rambam says Sanhedrin, Sheposchu Kulam Lechoiva. They opened up, they opened up the court and they said guilty. He says, there was no debate. There was no counter-opinion. He says, if they sat a whole day and they fought with each other, then it's fine. I don't mind that there was a unanimous vote. Where's the debate? There's no other opinion. There's no other perspective. Nothing. He says, that's not good. That's not good because it means that the guilt verdict is very, it's superficial. It's a very fascinating idea. So, this was not, this is not, uh, it's not thorough. <laughs> most debates are not real debates it's not like I'm ready to be swayed it's not a, it's, I'm just waiting for you to finish so I can attack you that's why most debates are ineffective because it's just for entertainment it's, uh, it's uh, you know kangaroo courts it's, it's entertainment it's like the gladiators in, in Rome it's for entertainment so in America we don't do it with dogs and slaves we do it with, with our words but it's a gladiators the more you can insult, you can shtech. You see most debates between people, it's not schanis, it's, it's not anymore. Uh, it becomes the opposite of this. Because people, they're, they're, their lowest angels come out, you know what I mean? Their lowest angels, it's just completely defensive. The moment you become defensive, you're in a different space. You're not, this, this whole thing doesn't apply. I just want to kill you, just get out of my life. So it's a whole different... It's a different mode. It's not coming from a... Bittel comes from a place of, of, of deep confidence that's rooted in infinity. It's a different... You could feel you're in a different space. You're, in, you're always with menucha. There's menucha sanefesh. There's serenity because you don't have to protect yourself. This idea is that you don't have to protect yourself. Right? When we get, we, we get angry at a person who has a different opinion or a different experience of life, especially your spouse or a friend, right? Or a sibling. What does it really mean? It means that I'm, I'm, I, I, there's something that's triggering me. <laughs> Somehow, if I tolerate what you're saying with simcha, it's taking away from me. Why is it taking away from me? 
Why is it taking away from me? It's taking away from me because my identity is very, very finite. It's very timid. It's very, it's kosher ke'eres. It looks like I'm a tough guy. I'm not a tough guy. I'm really the reed. <laughs> I'm very easy to get rid of. And that's why I have to be so tough. Why do you have to be so tough? You have to be so tough. You see sometimes in life, the toughest people, why are they tough? Huh? They had to, they had to become so harsh because they didn't feel, that they were threatened. They, they were, ter- huh? They, they were so threatened. My existence is so weak that if, if I don't become, huh? If I don't become Mr. Tough and I'm always that and I don't even know how to go out of it, I, I'm going to die. So now you're coming and you th- you push it threatening my survival. It's like we spoke in Shear number three. So there's a lion in the room. So I have to fight back. You don't tell the lion, what's your opinion? You shoot or you run. <laughs> if you have a gun, you shoot. If not, you jump out the window <laughs> or you freeze, right? So what is it essentially coming from? It's coming from a space that I am in a very narrow space. I'm in an extremely narrow, narrow space. I'm very, very threatened. So I stick out my head from my hiding place and suddenly you're disagreeing with me and I'm like, oh my God, my existence is partially threatened. And that means that I'm not rooted in my own Ein Saif. <laughs> I'm not rooted in my own infinity. My existence is extremely shallow. That's what Yeshus is. When I'm rooted in Ein Saif, so first of all, your confidence is from a different magnitude because you're a conduit for infinity. And not only that, paradoxes become a major part of your life because you're uncomfortable with your own paradoxes. Because Ein Saif includes all the sides. So therefore, when somebody else brings it out, on the contrary, you can make space for it. And it actually contributes. And then you figure out a way of how to come to a conclusion, halacha. Because ultimately you have to have a mechanism of, of bringing things back. Okay, we'll continue Bezer Hashem tomorrow morning, 7.45. Everybody have a beautiful and unified day. Eine Leia Rakos. Leia had resilience. Rakos. Rach Kekana Vaye Kosher Yeah. She was able to survive. Right, right. Erez, Erez is very tough. I'm saying, you can't be an Erez. If, errors, if, yeah. if a building is like an Erez, it's going to break down. Exactly. The bridge has to sway. The bridge, you say. A bridge has to sway. A bridge has, has to sway. It has to go back forward, otherwise it collapses. Leia would have collapsed. Yeah. The Baal Shem Tov says, the Degel Mach and Ephraim brings to the Baal Shem Tov, the Zayd, Parshish Masseh. Baal Shem Tov said, the Membez Masseh exists in every person's life. Every person, from when you're born. Throughout your journey, you go through all the Membez Masayas, from Ramses all the way to Arvis Maya Vashayadin Yerecha. So we go through all the 42 journeys. So it's a journey. Vayisu Vayachanu, Vayisu Vayachanu, Vayisu Vayachanu. Ah, yeah. And you sing it. There's many Minhagim, they sing it beautifully because it's Ashir al Hashem Bechayai. So Taich for Nebin in the Igris, Ashir al Hashem, the Velt Taich is Ashir al Hashem Bechayai. I sing to Hashem while I'm alive. Bechayai during my life. He says, no, Bechayai can also be the base in Lashon Kodesh, can also be Bechayai with my life. The life is the Shira. It's not while I'm alive I sing songs. No. 
my chayim is a shira. Ain langa shira. But the shira has different stations. <laughs> like every good shira. He wrote in a letter to a poet once, I saw. Shira l'ashem b'chayi, taj b'chayi, middeleben alein zingich. Every part of my life is, is another dimension of the shira. Yeah. Every moment is a note. And that note you want to play fully. Now, it comes out, you have exhilarating notes. You have challenging notes. A real symphony. So the aliyah, so the yiridis, yeah? There's tension, there's resolution, there's rotsay, there's shoif. Every nigin has rotsay and shoif. The Al-Tarebbe says, there's no nigin doesn't have rotsay and shoif. Rotsay is tension. And shuv is resolution. But it's one shira. You don't have to get upset. <laughs> so ain't shira. It brings out different aspects of life. Incompatibility. Incompatibility. Yeah. He's not saying that everyone could be everybody's best friend and every person I could reveal all my secrets to. You have, you have, Reb Nachman writes, you know what Reb Nachman says? It's all trees in a forest, right? So you have, all the trees have to get along with each other. Trees have to work together. But it doesn't mean we're from one shayrish. Two branches could be from one root. So it's a special connection. You have somebody you have a special connection with. You're from the same root. Of course, there's different levels of relationship. Not everybody marries everybody else. Bas plaini plaini. There's different, there's intimate relationships. Right? And that's fine. What if we're, if we're not compatible? Listen, there's so many variables. Sometimes you need boundaries with certain people. It's not, uh, it's not a contradiction. If a person is butting heads with somebody constantly, so sometimes you need boundaries, right? Respect. Ah, huh? respect. But, but, so, but you also want to ask yourself, why is he triggering me so much? Why does this person trigger me so much? What does it do? And usually you'll see that there's something inside of me that's unresolved. The Baal says that when you see a flaw in somebody else, you're looking at a mirror. What does he mean? He means is, somebody's really triggering me. I have to ask, what's not resolved in me? Sometimes I see a person's flaw, and I know what it is, and I try to help them. If I could help them, I'm going to help them. But sometimes I'm angry and triggered. I'm so triggered. And then you have to look into yourself. It's not easy, because I always want to look at you and blame you, you know. But that's, uh, that's the idea. Reb Moshe's is given. You understood. Want to welcome Reb Shalom Potash. We haven't had him for a while. Panam Chadosh's We had him virtually, but not uh, physically. Bizgalus. Nishna b'kaiches <laughs> anelamim. Medetachas Shalom is bizgalus. Shalom is when it's in Shairish is Alts Miyuchid. Tafasta? Matalotafest. What don't you understand? That the future is a more integrated reality. Like, I, I, I see, like, the Arctic River says that, that, like, the Jew, the Jew, we are a more contracted. It is integrated, but Bishama is a much higher standard of life. With Chilabresh's Baralakim. Chazal says Hashem wanted to create the world with Midas Adin. 
That's Beshama. Roshain Oil Meskayim, Shitif Imoy Midasarachem. Midasarachemim is Besilo. Midasachesed. So it's a, it's, a, it's a din that comes out of chesed because it gives more focus, right? Like, din is more focused. Always. Chesed is more... Uh, but it will be more integrated. The world will be able to be an expression of Beishamai standards. Beishamai is more demanding. Beishamai is more exacting. Midas adin. Bishamai says what's on the inside has to be on the outside, what's on the outside has to be on the inside. And Basilil says it's more nuanced. <laughs> it's more nuanced. We spoke to Siam of Bishamai and Basilil Masachas Chagige a few months ago. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.